right, before we get into this episode, I would really like to take the time to put a warning. Um, I do have family members inside my house. I live with family. Uh, so there may be some sounds and yelling or maybe even crying in the background, but it shouldn't be super loud that uh, it would distract from the episode. So uh, apologies, but no, enjoy the episode. This audio experience was brought to you by Courage Media Group. We hope that you enjoy this audio experience and have the time of your life. Tejan talks about entrepreneurship, animation, movies, genres, news, and more. Enjoy the audio experience with Tejan. What is up, guys? This is Tejan, your host, back at it again with another episode of the red and yellow so today our first topic is going to be about the scandal at tiktok so recently it seems that uh our president trump has seen like he uh you know got a little upset he's a little salty with tiktok and how they're operating in china and we all know and we're all aware of the president's love-hate relationship with the chinese government some days it's great, some days it's bad. It's kind of like a bad-tasting relationship that he hasn't gotten over with. Um, doesn't really make sense, but either or. So the newest ordeal has to deal with TikTok. And personally, I like TikTok. Um, at one point, it did become a lot political, a lot of the content dealing with um, Black Lives Matter protests and then people were getting shunned and canceled and such like that. It was terrible. But uh, right now, it seems like there's a change of pace where it's not even about uh, politics um, per se, because, you know, it's still dealing with China. It's still dealing with politics in the sense of uh, its operations. So uh, it turns out that President Trump wants to go ahead and basically terminate the relationship, the long distance relationship that we have with uh, TikTok. Because it's operating under the Chinese government, um, and apparently he quotes uh, security concerns and that it's operated in China, that it would cause problems for the U.S. So, it makes sense that um, he would find that a threat to the next election, as did uh, <laughs> as did most uh, uh, candidates after the recent election with Twitter, Facebook, and all that. So the thing about TikTok on why it's so so much in in, in so much turmoil right now, it seems that um, before it was being operated in Hong Kong. And to my knowledge, Hong Kong is basically its own state. It stays by itself. Nobody can really touch it. Um, China only had limited, limited... uh, Operations over there, they couldn't say what, where, when, how, or why. Is it Hong Kong? Let me look up. One second. Gotta make sure it's not uh, Beijing. Yeah, it was operating in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, uh, they basically had the limited, uh, uh, China had limited operations within Hong Kong. Like, they couldn't tell them what to say. It's basically been a sole independent part within China. Um, if some of you don't know, China is is a giant country. It's filled with different. Uh, it's a it's a giant country with um, some countries being smaller with inside of it. And Hong Kong, living in basically the middle of 
the motherland China, um, sometimes it has to bend to the will of, you know, the more uh, armed forces around it. But anyways, so recently uh, China said that they're going to, they're basically going to take away the rights that um, Hong Kong had. Uh, they're going to be able to operate and tell them what to do, and they're going to be operating on China's terms from now on, whereas Hong Kong would naturally be its own state before that. So after um, after they uh, stated that they weren't going to be able to operate on their own, Hong Kong is losing its rights. That also laid claim to TikTok now having to comply with uh, the Chinese government. And, you know, all operations, any tech business or anything that's operated over there basically has to report to the government what they do, their operations, how much they're making. And especially since TikTok is a social media platform, it has to comply with um, China as they safeguard most of their Internet. So it all just makes sense um, as to why it is a security concern. Um, but after like recent research and stuff like that, it doesn't take any more data that Facebook doesn't already have on you. Um, there was a rumor going around. It takes so much more your data, outside data and stuff like that. Facebook basically does the same thing. You've seen uh, there are reports. Um, long ago, there were reports that Facebook was recording. Facebook and Instagram were recording uh, you while you were basically off your phone. You might not be inside the Facebook app or you might go into the Facebook app and leave, but Instagram and Facebook will still be recording you from the camera. And that sparked a privacy concern. And that's why um, even in the newest iOS update, in the newest iOS update, they added the feature to be able to see uh, what apps are recording and what apps aren't recording. So that's basically that. But as of right now, everybody um, inside of TikTok, they're feeling some type. So they're feeling some sort of way about how uh, you know it happened the first time, I believe, two months ago. How it happened the first time? Everybody was saying they were going to shut down TikTok. TikTok had a bad time, a poorly timed update, which also kicked off all your views, all your likes, and you couldn't like anybody's stuff or see anybody's stuff, and everything said zero. So basically, it felt like everything was going down to you know hell. Um, so after a couple hours, everything resolved. Everybody was like, oh, I guess it was just you know Mr. Trump being salty. But even so, the first time it felt a little bit salty, it, it definitely feels like it now. Um, Especially since it's being the second time and nothing else sparked that initial reaction. Um, so now uh, TikTok's in talks. TikTok is in talks. That's very hard to say. TikTok's in talks. That's a tongue twister for your kids. Um, but yeah, uh, TikTok is in talks with Microsoft to be bought by, uh, well, Microsoft and be owned by a US operated company. So if it's operated in the US, owned by a U.S. company, then they would have um, full-on ownership of the data that's going on. Microsoft doesn't have to share anything, but um, I'm a little skeptical because it comes right after the, uh, yeah, it comes right after the hearing, the public hearing that they had with the Senate, that all the big, big tech uh, CEOs had to take with the Senate. So what they did was they lined up Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, 
um, I forget the guy's name for Google. It's no longer Larry Page. They have somebody else sitting at the seat of CEO. Anyways, they had all the CEOs from all of those platforms come up there and talk. They're asking about their regulations on hate speech. They're asking about their regulations on, um, you know, uh, 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 just control on topics, um, dealing with fake news and such like that. They wanted to basically inquire on their operations and seeing if they were a one-sided or whatever. So, including Microsoft. Microsoft was there, too. So, it was like, it kind of comes in tales of that. So, it seems like with the tech, big tech interview, there might have been a compromise behind the scenes that nobody really knows about. This is just speculations, by the way. But it seems like there probably was some type, some type of talks behind the scenes where uh, Microsoft said, we're going to go ahead and buy it. Um, but uh, at first, it was... That Trump was going to, he was going to, first, initially, he said that TikTok was going to get banned basically the very next day. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's going to go away. And then once uh, it came to that he didn't ban it, because it was a Saturday, by the way, he said, you know, he's going to ban it on Saturday. Senate doesn't really work on Saturdays unless there's some special occasion where they have to get stuff done. But Senate, most courts, and uh, things like that, they don't operate on a Saturday. So he said he was going to cancel it on Saturday. Didn't happen. Come Monday, uh, Microsoft said they were going to buy it. And now they have almost, I believe they have 45 days to seal the deal. But there's also the high prob probability that, um, that that deal might not go through and TikTok may get shut down, period. Uh, and TikTok's backup plan has been to move out of Hong Kong initially um, when the the first cancellation of TikTok was going down. So they said, we're going to try to move over here. And it's taking a long time. It's company time, first of all. They ain't got to deal with country regulations. And they got to deal with another country's regulations. I kind of feel bad for TikTok um, as a company uh, with all that they have to go through. Because they did spark a revolution in social media platform. And getting people viewage and stuff like that. Um, like for real, for real, if I had to rate what social media platform is going to get you the most exposure and the most uh, reach within an audience, it has to be TikTok because TikTok was originally given so so many new creators, so so much views and such like that, and uh, it was a revolutionary thing. And whenever something not really revolutionary revolutionary uh, comes around, but if it's not revolutionary, it's very uh, contagious. So <laughs> in a good sense, it's contagious. Like, you know, your friend downloaded it from fun and then that friend downloaded it because they thought it would be funny to mock you about how dumb TikTok was. But then they realized some people really work hard on there and got some good content. So, you know, uh, TikTok ended up spreading that way. And now, like I can attest to it, I don't have that many followers, but for a short story... Me and my sister, uh, we both had a race. We said, hey, let's see who can get to 1,000 followers first. It was a fun race. I was stuck at like 800. She was stuck at like 300. Actually, no, that wasn't even fair. My bad. I was around 500. She was around 300. So I said, whoever can make it to um, 1,000 first, you know, basically has to get somebody dinner. And she's like, okay, you're on. And we both went at it. 
you know, making videos every day, posting at certain times, seeing what our followers posted, da 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 da. And within a month, I gained about 700 followers. I mean, I gained up to 700 followers. And she, shoot, caught up to me within that same month. So it's still, uh, the race was still going on. And within the end of that week, yeah, so at, by the end of that week, she gained all the way up to like 10,000 followers overnight. She posted some posts. It was a little bit controversial, for real, for real. But that post catapulted her to uh, 10,000 followers. And she has loyal followers. Um, uh, and I went, like, some, you know, good, some bad. But she has a, a very close following with her follow base. Like, when people see her, they like her videos. Now she averages between 200, 300 likes or more, depending on what the video is, on every single video. Me, on the other hand, uh, within, you know, she already won. So within the next couple months, um, I just now get into 4,000. But even so, my whole point in telling the story was the organic reach. The organic reach that TikTok gave to all of its creators was ridiculous. And that's the reason why so many people gravitated, you know, gravitate toward, towards it right now, gravitated towards it in the beginning. Um, and that's also why... You know, it's so easy to to get into that because it's, it's, you know, it's so great. Um, for example, if you got into it right now, you probably posted some videos. Let's just say you're a gamer and you posted clips of your game footage. And it's just, you know, the funny parts. You have a high likelihood of getting to uh, 40,000 followers right now. There's two people who posted a, a funny video talking about No No Square, Don't Touch Me There. And that video blew all the way up shot all the way up to like a million followers now everybody in that group who post those videos they now each have like two million followers each on their youtube on their facebook and all that because of the organic reach that uh tiktok gave them it wasn't through facebook it wasn't through youtube it was an organic reach that uh tiktok gave them um so it's like that's why people gravitated towards it, and that's why even right now, you know, it's trickling back to what my original point is. Um, TikTok is so organic, and that's why people love it. TikTok being so organic has put it into this predicament where it is right now, um, is it being so popular and stuff like that has put it into a predicament of uh, national safety, because um, you know, taking taking into consideration that the 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 elections were hacked there's proof of it and all that that the elections were rigged in certain types of ways people was putting out fake emails stuff like that people uh hacked other people and people lost out data there was wikileaks there was so much going on during the 2016 elections so this year's elections in 2020 um it's kind of a privacy concern in the sense of that uh a political agenda could be pushed uh, and and basically influence the younger masses uh, to, to influence their vote for whoever it might be. I can attest to say that, like, right now, there are highly political people up there, whether it's dealing with Black Lives Matter, whether it's dealing with um, white people talking about racism, whether it's black people talking about racism, whether it's black people talking about Democrats or Republicans. Whether they like them or hate them, white people saying the same thing. It's uh, um, 
uh, there are those highly likely people. So there is the high chance that uh, a foreign power can uh, push out a political agenda of the Chinese government. So that I, I'm not, I don't hate the Chinese government, nothing like that. Personally, for me, it's like it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying that is a high concern when you're dealing with politics in that sense. Um, so that's why that's why I believe, you know, personal reasons, along with what happened recently, that uh, TikTok's in this predicament. If they moved into the U.S. earlier, had some U.S. embassies like Japan, like Japanese companies like Samsung. I mean, not Samsung. Samsung is Korean. My bad. But, you know, other foreign entities like Samsung or... Uh, yeah, other foreign entities like, you know, uh, uh, Samsung or even Panasonic or uh, Nintendo or Motorola, stuff like that. Anybody that's foreign power, um, they have U.S.-based uh, places where they can be monitored by the U.S. government and deal with those privacy concerns head on. Uh, but that's going to end the talk for TikTok. And we're going to move on to the next subject, Snapchat. So, Snapchat. Uh, the most recent update with Snapchat is kind of ridiculous. I personally don't like it. Um, like, the way it, it looks is, like, <sighs> Snapchat's kind of annoying. They haven't innovated. They haven't pushed anything new. No new features, anything that can get you exposure, meet new friends, or anything like that. They kind of they kind of dropped the ball on that one. So, with the recent update, they kind of pushed towards having the discovery page, uh, being front and center, uh, you having a page just for your stories so you can see uh, other people's, you know, you know, just like how they, they did before where they, you can see your friend's stories, um, but they added it so that everything is separate and has its own place. So unlike before where get a gesture would go ahead and take you to another page or take you to this other place or the, the discover page was mixed in with your friend's page. Now it's take a picture to the right of that, you have um, your friends, and right past that, if you swipe again, you'll see the Discover page, which is all the original Snapchat stories that they got, or all the original uh, uh, stories like, you know, uh, newscasts and stuff like that, and other popular YouTube channels like BuzzFeed and such, where you can find everything in the uh, Discover channel. So to me, you know, they kind of want to make it front and center that they're trying to shift towards something different. But um, right now, it's, it's, uh, to me, it's kind of bad. Uh, Snapchat really, really, really dropped the ball on innovation and stuff like that. They were a high-leading thing. People still use it, don't get me wrong. But they had the high probability of becoming the next TikTok or becoming the next Instagram or anything like that. But their focus was keeping your friends close and stuff like that. So right now, they're known as the place where you can have a good conversation or delete your messages from people, you know, who want to see it. Um, and they're basically known as the, what do I want to say? I'll say the cat trap where, you know, people uh, basically have adult conversations about certain things. So that I'm just saying it's like Snapchat is known for that. Everybody uses it or everybody still has it, but there's no new features to keep me coming back, me personally coming back into snapchat besides the need to talk to certain friends i've only met on snapchat um 
So the high likelihood that you're going to go to Snapchat to check the stories out versus going to Instagram or even versus going to TikTok, you're probably going to go to Snapchat last. After you've run out of all the other options, you're going to go to Snapchat. But Snapchat uh, has updated. And now they're trying to shift towards this thing where maybe, just maybe, uh, people might have the possibility of landing on the Discover page. And now it's going to be more social, where people have a following, where people can do things like TikTok. There is a recent update, a uh, recent news article stating that uh, Snapchat is updating to have uh, this, uh, this uh, what was it called? Yeah, to update to have features like uh, TikTok, to have a music feature where you can add music and dance and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how they're going to implement the Discover page because um, when it comes to social media designs or even just branding, period, when you change too much at one time, people hate it. Even if it's a good thing, people hate it. And the worst thing you can do is change something so dramatically and make people hate it. Um, and that's the predicament that Snapchat's putting themselves in where they haven't updated um, the, the, the core layout of Snapchat hasn't changed since 2016. The core layout of YouTube has changed dramatically. And even the play, the, the, the play function where you can watch the videos. YouTube has changed itself over time. TikTok has changed itself over time. It's even evolved. Even though it's uh, in this thing, the short amount of time, they've added so much. And there's so much more um, that you can watch. There's so much more you can do. There's live videos now on TikTok. On Instagram, they've updated every so often just to beat their competitors. Like Instagram is trying to beat the competitors where it comes to Snapchat. They kind of overtaken Snapchat, done the same exact things where you can send disappearing messages, delete your messages, post a story, yada, yada, yada. Instagram has gone over and basically stunted um, or overshadowed uh, Snapchat's uh, uh, success in the world. So just keep an eye out on Snapchat. Snapchat has a good place. It's a very, 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 very good place to do advertisements. So if you're a business or a small business, look into Snapchat business advertising. Uh, they have a way more organic uh, reach. More people are uh, more likely to give you more clicks, more swipes, or whatever else you need. If you're selling a book or anything like that, more people are likely to see it and watch it than on uh, people are more likely to watch it on Snapchat than they are on Instagram and stuff like that. Instagram ads, terrible compared to Snapchat ads. And I can attest to that. But I'll talk about that in a future episode on hows, the what's, where, why's. Um, I took up too much of the time talking about um, TikTok's predicament. But hopefully um, you like the podcast. It's, a very, it's, a, it's an honor to talk about my opinions and um uh, you know, self at some point there will be a more politicized topic. Um, I'll say this as a, a early warning. If you're sensitive to politics right now, as most people are, um, please, uh, just, you know, you had a fair warning right now. I'll put another warning before. If you're sensitive to political topics dealing with X, Y, and Z, and you cannot handle criticism in those areas, then uh, I would not say watch it. But it's still an honor to have you listen even right now in this time. So I appreciate you. I thank you for listening. 
share with your friends. Uh, Courage Media Group, LLC, Courage Media Group. We help you with websites and videos and such. Follow us on our social media. Search The Dedicated Artist anywhere you can. You'll find me, Tejan, your host. Thank you for listening to The Red and Yellow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this audio experience. More is on the way. So make sure you subscribe and follow on all social media. Found at Courage Media Group on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and more. Follow Courage Media wherever you can. And make sure you have the time of your life.